0: wonderful? Give me some lights in the house. Isn't it wonderful that no matter where you go His grace is right there. Say I'm under grace. You are not under law but under grace. Say I'm under grace. I, I place my life under grace. I, I, place my under grace. I place my family under grace. I place my finances under grace. I place my health under grace. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. The gospel of peace. Anybody do your homework assignment? I wanted you to meditate on... Um, alone and what that definition means peace um, when you hear the English definition of peace when people are talking about well I just want to have peace Uh, sometimes people they say that because they want people to leave them alone right? I just want to just leave me in what? Peace (laughs) okay but that's a very limited definition of peace Um, this kind of peace that we're talking about is what Jesus said when he said in John fourteen twenty seven, he said, uh, let me pull up my presentation. Here, praise God, he said, Jesus said, Peace I'll leave with you. And Jesus, because he would have he would have spoken, scholars agree that Jesus would have spoke Aramaic. Alright? Now John, the writer of John, obviously it was John and he translated, uh, or yeah, he translated the Bible, or wrote the Bible rather. He translated. He wrote the original in Greek. But what he heard when Jesus said, "Peace I leave with you," Jesus didn't speak Greek. He spoke Aramaic. Okay. And then John went and and wrote the New Testament. Excuse me. Wrote John and his epistles in Greek all the new testament was written in greek paul wrote his letters in greek but when john heard jesus say peace i'll leave with you you know what he heard in aramaic jesus said shalom okay and that's more than the the limited definition of peace that we have in our english vernacular which is tranquility it's much 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 more than that this kind of peace you can have it in the midst of turmoil When turmoil is happening all around you, it's this kind of peace that will cause you to give thanks in everything. See, the the scripture doesn't tell us to thank God for everything because God is not responsible for everything. Well, I just thank God I'm sick. I just thank God I'm broke. I just thank God I'm defeated. No. First of all, you're never defeated we don't fight for victory we're fighting from a place of victory jesus gave us our victory on the cross all right so not the bible doesn't say give thanks for everything it says in everything give thanks what's the difference well i know that god is not responsible for sickness if i'm sick so in the sickness, I can thank God, but I'm not thanking him for the sickness. I'm thanking him for what he's going to do about my sickness, or actually what he already done has already done about my sickness. He has already healed me. So in the sickness, I can thank God, but I thank God for healing. In poverty, I can thank God for prosperity. So no matter what I'm going through, I can thank God for it, and I can thank God for it because I have peace. I have peace in the midst of the storm. So, so what is peace? Praise God! I still haven't pulled my presentation out. <laughs> Praise God! But um, if you have, I encourage you to get our note-taking—not note-taking, but yeah—you can't you can not you can take notes on our app. But go to your app store. You can grab. Summit Church Indiana, if you search for that, you can pull up the notes, and we have some fill-in-the-blanks. If you didn't catch it last week, or if you weren't here last week, I gave an assignment to look into this or, or meditate on, review what Shalom is, okay? So when you hear peace, when you see peace in the Bible, when Jesus says, peace I leave with you, he's just... He's not just talking about tranquility. He's talking about completeness. Definition of uh, shalom. All right, here we go. Here's a scripture reference, John 14, 27. We looked at that last week. Shalom, completeness. Read it with me. Completeness, safety. Is it just me or is is it bigger this week? I didn't do anything. The Lord is just having mercy on our eyes today. Thank you, Lord. Boy, I was struggling to see that last week. Okay, I can see it now. Praise God. Amen. Completeness. All right, ready? Let's start over. Completeness, safety, soundness in body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, Quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace with God, especially in covenant relationship. Hallelujah. And that's what makes it all possible. We have peace with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. God is not angry with us. God will never be angry with you about anything. So we have peace with God and prosperity. See, when Jesus said, shalom I leave with you, he's saying prosperity I leave with you. Health I leave with you. Welfare I leave with you. Completeness. Nothing missing. That means nothing missing and nothing broken. Safety I leave with you. Well, you never know. Tomorrow's not shut. The front door, okay? Shut up. All right? So, so, I didn't say that today. Well, it's already out there. Amen. It's already out there. uh, Like Carla says, it's out there. It's on the internet. Praise the Lord. All right, so, I bite my tongue when I hear people say, tomorrow's not, here." anybody, of course, you, you wouldn't say anything like that. But if you heard it, some people say, you you know, you never know. If somebody dies, invariably, somebody's going to say There's two things people say. God took them home, and you never know when it will happen to you because tomorrow is not promised to you. This gets, gets quiet here. Let me show you a promise just in case. Now, don't take my word for it, but see, isn't it interesting how we just accept what anybody says? And what that does is it opens a door. Fear can get in. More fear can get in through funerals. More misunderstandings take place during funerals. And I actually wrote something. I'm going to release it pretty soon. Just a blog post, a simple blog post just talking about and it's easy for me to get off into that this right now. But um, at funerals, anybody ever heard, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away? Blessed be the name of the, you know where that come from? Job. God didn't say that. You've heard me teach, some of you have heard me teach, I, I don't have time to really get into it deep today, but uh, every scripture in the Bible is truly stated. But every scripture in the Bible is not a statement of truth. God didn't say the Lord takes away. Job was 50% right. The Lord gives, but the Lord doesn't take away. All you got to do is read the first chapter of Job. I I need to say this because it's important how you hear when you're at a funeral. And thank God for, for smartphones cuz you can do other stuff while people talking ignorant stuff. You can pull your phone out, do something. Because what you believe is very important. And you have to guard your heart. And let when you when you hear hear this what's tomorrow's not promised to you then you answer back in your head. You don't have to say nothing out loud, but here here it says with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation another scripture says i will live and not die and declare the works of the lord hallelujah there's a promise i'd take it if i would you now you don't have to take it i want everything god has for me including long life I'm not worried about no grim reaper. Well, you know, death will just show up any time and snatch you up. You know, you never know. Anybody ever heard that? You never know. Amen. Stand on God's promises. Well, you know, the Lord took him. God had a spot in his garden. Anybody ever heard that? And it was an empty spot. he took this beautiful flower. He, He took it. Took him away. We don't know why. But the Lord took him away from us. The Lord is not taking anybody out of here through death. Death is the enemy. The Bible says the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is not a friend. But the Lord took him. Only three people God took. Enoch. The Bible says one day Enoch was jogging. Oh, no, no, he walked with God. He he, he walked with God, and God took him. Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Jesus, after he rose from the dead, presented his blood in the heavenly holy of holies, came back down to the earth, gave last instructions to the disciples. And the cloud, that's that's, the Old Testament saints, received him up the cloud of witnesses, received him up out of their sight. Those are three people God took. He took them all alive. And people talk about God's will. Well, that was just, that was, that was God's will. That somebody died at 38. And see, this is You know why this is so important, not just to guard your heart, but how many of you know there are a lot of people that are not interested in church at all. They're just coming paying their respects. And then they hear this nonsense. It makes no sense. You got a a child got shot in the street at 17, and you come talking about this God's will. That makes, are you kidding me? God don't have nothing to do with that. He had nothing to do with that. Why is God going to take a 17-year-old? Why is he going to take a baby? Well, God just knew, He knew. What? Somebody been in a hospital for, for 38 weeks. And you talk about when they die, is God's will? No, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Here it is. I'm preaching that whole thing here. But I, I, I want to just, man, I want to clear the air here. And cover you, and cover, and then people, and the Lord's been dealing with me about being bold. I'm not as bold as I should be, but I'm just I, I need more boldness so I can get up and say what I really want to say to counteract that. Because people sit there and they listen to that nonsense. If God took the person out that, that was been in the hospital and then they died, then if God took that person out, then that and you said that that was God's will then you'd have to conclude that that he was the sickness that caused him to die was God's will. And if that's the case, why do you go to the doggone hospital and why do you get medication and why don't you tell the doctor, man, get out of here, we're going home and we're going to sit here because it's God's will. So people that say that don't even believe that. If you believe it, then don't get medicine and don't go to the doctor and don't get in the hospital. Just sit there and take it. Cause it's God's will. Shalom I leave with you. You thought that's not part of the lesson, but health. See, I have I have health. See, when Jesus says, Shalom I leave to you, I I leave health to you. And I'm telling you, we got a covenant of peace. Here, here's where we left off. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. Man, there's a rainbow around the throne. God will never destroy the earth again by a flood, and he's got a rainbow to remind us, and there is a rainbow, and that rainbow reminds us of something else. It reminds God of something else. This is, he said this is like the, the waters of Noah to who? To me. It's personal to God. This is like the waters of what? What I'm about to read to you is like the waters of Noah To God, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be what? See, I'm not making this up. God said he'll never be angry with you. God's not judging you for anything. Who swore this? This covenant that he he had, you know what the Bible says about the covenant? He said, because God could swear by no greater. I love that. He swore by himself. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Man. What did he swear? You know, is an open book test. What did he swear? Huh? That he would not be what? Angry. With who? Oh. With me, right? With you. So he, he'll never be angry with me. God swore that he'll never be angry with me. Now how many churches you go to talk about how, how mad God is, how pissed off he is about this and that and the other? He goes on. So, for the, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness, <laughs> man, my goodness, it's the goodness, the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. That's why at funerals we should stand up boldly and talk about the goodness and how good God is. God didn't take the person. And thank God they, when they know the Lord, that Jesus receives them, but he didn't snatch him up out of here. Huh? Because the death is an enemy, the thief comes. The devil is the one who steals, who kills, and destroys. Huh? Every time something tragic starts. Happens even in the earth. Somebody wants to, they'll always say, who claims responsibility? It seems like when somebody dies, somebody has got to be responsible, all right? And and so 78.5% of the time, no, probably 97.9% of the time, the preacher says God. That God did it. Oh man, that man—that's something else I need to add to that message. Because it comes from the fact that God is in control. That's where that comes out of. Well, God's in since God's in control. Then it had to be God. Well. I differ with that because, see, and this is another thing that we need to clear up because we always talk about God is control and control and people that are sitting there in funerals and, and people that you say that to. See, it's, re, it's a re, just a religious statement, but God is not in control. <laughs> Wait, you think God is in control of this mess? This mess? Have, have you read? All you got to do is look at the news for five minutes. And then you turn that up, and then you tell people God's in control. This is what keep, is keeping people out of church, is this nonsense. Why are people starving? Why are there tornadoes and catastrophes and hurricanes and floods and, 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 and uh, wildfires, wiping out homes and even stuff? God's in con- if God is in control, man, we better go find a bunker somewhere. But you never know. I mean, you, see, you follow me, right? But thank God. See, we got a covenant of peace. It's the gospel of peace. See, we we on we, own, we own some different stuff. We have a covenant. Before everybody get depressed, Amen. Just stay around and, and listen to the end. Why God is not in control is because God gave man the authority on the earth. It's man that's got this thing all jacked up because man, natural man, is under the influence of Satan. As soon as Adam fell, the authority in, in the earth was turned over to Satan. Satan has been in control. He is referred to, watch this, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4, he is the God of this world. Little G, God of this world. Not big G. Little G. How did he get that title? Watch. You remember Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted 40 days of the devil. And you can read that in Luke 4, Mark 4. And the devil, one of the temptations is... now. It's important to know that when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, all these temptations were legitimate. See, what makes a temptation a temptation? The the ability to yield, right? Like like you couldn't tempt me like, Pastor, I give you $1 million if you got pregnant. Well that's not a temptation. As good as that million dollar sound, I can't get pregnant, so it's not a temptation cuz I can't yield to it. So the fact that Jesus was tempted said he had the ability to yield. Why is that important? Because he took him on a he Satan is the one tempting him, took Jesus on a high mountain and he said All this authority will I give you. Like he was talking, he showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said, all of this, what? The authority of the kingdoms of the world. I will, I will give to you. For that was given to me. Am I quoting that right? It it, it don't sound a little off, but, I think he said that. Let me give you the because this is very important because I want to be accurate. And you can, you can, look me up here, praise the Lord, and check, check it out. See, see, don't just take th- things because a minister says it. Make sure you can check it out for yourself. Uh, let's look at Luke's version. I think I like that one better. They're s- same incident, but yeah, he showed them all the kings of the world a moment of time. And the devil said, all this authority I will give you in their glory, for this is, this has been delivered to me. I said, given, delivered. Same thing. So I'm right. But you know what? I'm not right. The Bible's right. It was delivered to me. Okay, watch this. That has to be a legitimate temptation. The kingdoms of the world were delivered to him. When was it delivered to him? In the garden. When Adam sinned, the kingdoms of the world were, were transferred over to Satan. Adam and Satan has been in charge that's why you have all the mess in the world because Satan is the liturgy God of this world now ultimately before you call me a heretic ultimately God is in control it's like if you have an apartment okay anybody ever live in an apartment you may be in one now Okay, so you sign a lease, right? And you go in there, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't violate the lease agreement, right? And you can put furniture wherever you want, hang stuff on the walls, pictures, put your TV where you want, right? Now, the leasing company or the, the owner of the property He can't come in and watch TV while you're at work. Now, he has the ability to. I mean, he's got a master key. He can come over there and do whatever he wants. But he doesn't have the right. You follow me so far? Okay, so so Satan has a temporary lease on the earth. Now, eventually, God is going to evict him. (laughs) But right now, he has a legal agreement. God didn't give it to him. See, God is not just a God of love and grace. He's a just God. That's why he had to, to work Jesus into the earth. As soon as Adam sinned, he just couldn't snatch, for second discussion, let's call it keys. He couldn't snatch the keys. From Satan, once uh, Adam handed them over through his sin, that was a legal transaction. So God had to legally come into the earth, and he, he couldn't just come down he had to come down. Man, we, we into some stuff today, man. He had to come legally. He had to come as a man. And that's the, the beauty of the virgin birth. He couldn't be corrupted with, with man's sin. So he came through a virgin. And the blood didn't come from a woman. It comes from a man. So, a man didn't give birth to Jesus, it was God. Emmanuel, the Word became flesh. The Holy Spirit impregnated Mary so it didn't have the, the contamination of man's sinful blood. Mary provided the womb. Thank you, Lord. Man, can you imagine being around during that time and and the kind of stuff that Joseph had to put up with? Because, I mean, they're engaged, right? And can you imagine the talk going around when she got pregnant and him trying to explain himself and Mary trying to explain? They think Mary's sleeping around. y'all going to sleep think this thing Mary's sleeping around Joseph like what happened well (laughs) (laughs) well it was the Holy Spirit oh they're probably ready to put him in in an institution but this is how Jesus came into the earth And, and see, God had to work him into the earth, and then he goes to the cross to take the sin. He's the only one qualified to take the sin of, of humanity. He had no sin in him. Thank you, Lord. No sin. And so he took our sin, and, and then He he went to be seated at the right hand of the Father, and then he gave us the keys. Cause in his death, burial, and oh gosh. His death, (laughs) burial, and resurrection, he snatched. He snatched the keys. He snatched the keys from the devil and he gave the keys of the key. He said, I've given you the keys, us the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He said, peace I leave with you, his people. You're his people. You're a child of God that that because of Jesus, not because of your obedience, but but by By that one man's disobedience in the garden, many were made sinners. But by one man's obedience, Jesus, many were made righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are approved. You are accepted. You are highly favored. God is well pleased with you. You are the apple of his eye. You are the father's favorite child. You are loved. Tell the person next to you, Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I didn't plan to say none of that, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Just so I want to just drive this home, you've got the mess that's going on in the world, but we have a covenant with God that we're protected, that we are safe, that we are healed, that we are are, our 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 complete safety. Because Jesus said, "This is a covenant of peace." You see completeness, safety, soundness in body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace with God, especially in covenant relationship, you have a relationship with God. And this is the message we need to get out to the world so they can be protected. Because he did this for everybody. And all all the person has to do is receive him. As many as receive him To them gave he the right or the privilege to be the sons of God. You've got a promise. Well, you never know. A thousand? No, no, no. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand on the news, but it shall not. They'll they'll talk about a thousand and ten thousand. On the news, they'll talk about all that stuff, and then it, it, and then Satan uses that to plant these thoughts in your mind. Well, you know, that was right down the street. That was a close call. It might as well have been a million dollar, a million miles away, even if it happened next door. You know, you don't need to be afraid of anything. You read the first chapter of Job. I don't think I finished this, but in the first chapter of Job, it tells us what uh, who did the stuff to Job. And you can see that it was, it was Satan that came in and stole from Job. Took from Job. Killed in Job's life. It wasn't God. Then in the third chapter, you can see Why the things happened to him that happened to him because it said the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. I don't know how I got three minutes left. Man, I tell you, that's how you know when teaching is good because you didn't even know it was one o'clock. all right yeah. <laughs> the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed by my kindness see when, when people know when we can tell the world how good God is it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance no pastor it wasn't till I was in the hospital Took me getting in, into the look, we might as well cover all this nonsense that people say. Well, not all of it, but some of the some of the major ones. Well, my life got turned around. It took me going to the hospital. And I was flat on my back. And then I heard from God. Well, yeah, it's because you're stupid. But no, no, here, no, here's the deal. While you was in the club, huh, and all the, all the music was playing, right, and it was loud, huh, you was partying, huh, like it's 1999. And God was talking then. And I don't mean no offense, I was stupid too. I used to be stupid. You partying? You're not thinking about God, because you get all the noise that's going on, all the ladies calling, huh? You snorting coke and doing whatever you were doing. I did all that mess. God's speaking all the time. Kind of like somebody call you on your cell phone, but but in the house, you know, you running the sweeper. And, you know, you, you're done with the sweeper and then you hear the phone ring. I've been trying to call you, your best friend. I've been trying to call you for the last three hours where you been. I've been right here. Oh, you know, I, I was running the sweeper. The noise was going on. So. The phone was ringing. God is calling. People talking about they found God. God wasn't lost. He found God. I mean, <laughs> we were the ones lost, right? Then you're talking about you're in the hospital, and you heard from God. Well, you can't help it. They got them tubes running up and down your behind, and you sit there, you got that stuff. You're all, you're all hooked up to all them machines and stuff. You can't help but to hear from God. Right? I mean, <laughs> like You can't move. I heard from God. Isn't that amazing? You got time to think. Why are you in the club? See, so don't put this stuff up on God. The Scripture tells us it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's God's goodness that causes people to repent. See, that's opposite of what people talk about with that nonsense. God says it's his goodness That causes people to change their mind about God. If you want people to change their mind about God, then let's give them the good news. Let's give them the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace, the gospel of peace. We didn't even get to that. He calls calls this good news the good news of peace, the good news of shalom that God will not be angry with us, that though the the mountains uh, depart and the hills be removed, his kindness will not depart from you. How many times do you hear this preached? Nor shall my covenant. We got a covenant. It's a better covenant. Because we don't have to do anything to qualify. It's what Jesus has done to qualify us. And he did it on the cross. He said, it is finished. He didn't say, it is started. He said, it is finished. What's finished? Your completeness, your safety, your soundness in body, your welfare, your health, your prosperity, your peace, your quiet, your tranquility, your contentment, your peace with God was finished on the cross. What do we do? Just receive it. Just embrace it. Grab a hold of it. In the midst of the storm, that's what caused Jesus to sleep in the back of the boat while the storm was raging because he had peace. He had shalom. He said, go to the other side. He didn't say nothing about perish. Master, wake up. We perish. He didn't say nothing about perishing. He said, go to the other side. He went to sleep. What do I encourage you to do? Go to sleep. That's heaven's favorite time when you sleep. And you're not worried. <laughs> you're not worried. Just go to sleep. Now, I'm not telling you. pastor said, you just sleep all day. I didn't say that. I'm telling you, just be at rest. You can be at rest. In the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a, a bad situation at work, you know that God's got your back, and nothing, uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That even in the midst of all of the turmoil, you can have peace right in the midst of it. You in a bubble. You, 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 you gotta. Um, I mean, people can't see it like a. Who's the, the Cleons? They had a, they had a special technology. Like a cloaking device. You be shooting, you be firing at that thing, man. You think you're gonna hit them, but you're not gonna hit them because they, they got this, they got their shields up, you just can't see it. Well, we got a shield of faith. We got a cloaking device. <laughs> All around you, if you could see it, you will protect it. You got a hedge of protection around you. You're the only one that can pull it down through your fear. When you work, God rests. When you rest, God goes to work. I don't want God resting. I want God working. Can you believe it? I'm no farther than I was last week. Okay. All right. Next week. Head, body, head ride, right close. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you that no person will leave here with their spiritual needs unmet. Well, we just thank you for your precious.